Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. And welcome to our episode on backward masking. Hi. <laughs> Hear it all very often. And what's the miracle? I hear it all very often. Hi. Oh, that's the wickedest known. Yes. You know, Merbs and Hey, you know, you can do it. Yeah, well, no, you can go. You know, Merbs and this. You know, Merbs and this. That's you, Snow. Hey, hi. Still on Venus. See you, Drots. Drots, you know, Merbs and Hello, Ha ha! April Fools! Ha <laughs> ha! We got you. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to do an episode on backward masking eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but no, welcome to our April Fools episode. <laughs> Yay! Cheers! Cheers! Slancha! Wasail! Things. Yeah, all those. Yeah. What are you having? I am having a uh, limited edition from Orpheus Brewing. When all goes black, my shadow seeks me. Imperial Coconut Stout. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. Oh, I like the can. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like so uh, you know, look like, like an evil Escher painting. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 good. I actually gave it. Um, I think I gave it a four point five on the app that shall not be named. Nice. I'm not really tasting a whole lot of coconut though, but it's an imperial stout, so I'm you know happy with that. I, I don't taste a lot of coconut and coconut stouts. What it does is it usually adds a sweetness that you wouldn't otherwise get. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely sweet. So okay. I've had coconut stouts that were too coconutty, and they kind of made it not stouty. So. <laughs> Dowdy, dowdy. <laughs> I'm gonna try to find new ways to use that word. <laughs> uh, so what are you having, my good man? I am having the Chateau Neuf de Pop wine. Haha, <laughs> April Fools. Just kidding. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say you drinking wine. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> as as Lister from Red Dwarf would say. She's probably dating a wine guy. He goes, he just goes to wine bars, <laughs> has wine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm having, I think I texted you that I, I saw this and got it the other day. It is rhubarb. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, or, well, you had asked if, if we'd had it. No, <laughs> I have a reason I stay away from stuff with rhubarb. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. I just opened her up. Oh, cool. That actually is a little more wine-like than I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did try it the other day when I was at the... the mm-hmm. This is a 1205 distillery in Indianapolis. They do some really good stuff. I tried a, a cocktail that had... Well, I tried two. I, I had their old-fashioned that was just sort of aged in a barrel. That was good. Yeah. But then they had this, and I think it was mixed with gin and a bitter or vermouth or something. And it, was, it was good. Oh, cool. But I want to try it by itself this time, and then I've got some gin over here to mix it with if I uh, want. And then if we keep recording and it goes on long after a couple of these, I've got my Otterbeg Wee Beastie five-year scotch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Woo. So, April Fool's. Yes. 
Do you know how it started? Somebody made a joke. Your dad did not start this holiday. <laughs> for, for those of you wondering, I just hey, called Jody a I joke. That. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so I've read that supposedly, 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 yes, that when they changed the calendar year and everything, that people used to celebrate New Year's on April 1st and then it changed to January. So people who celebrated on the old day were called April Fools. I've heard that. Then I read some more, and I think that's bullshit because all the people who they say they did that from, the calendars hadn't changed in the time that people started celebrating April Fools. So those two things don't overlap in the right direction for that to be the case. I see somebody's playing a joke about the origin of April Fools. Yeah, well, it's not funny, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> although, although the simpsons when they did that little special thing was hilarious because where they're celebrating new year's and the flanders come over and go haha april fools new year's is actually a few months ago and then you see them tied up to a stake being burned by the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> no and uh, chaucer i think supposedly some people think it comes from chaucer because of a misprint or some sort of weird spelling of somebody saying hey it's march 32nd which would be april 1st yeah, was a fool, but that that doesn't really pan out either. Some people think fucking philologists, <laughs> because they actually think the correct pronunciation is like thirty-two days after March, which would be like May second, is what they were really trying to say, which has some historical significance with royalty and what's not. Okay, I mean, I didn't do a deep dive on this one. I did try to look. I could not find definitive. This is how it started, but it does seem to be a thing across. All sorts of cultures. <laughs> Did you ever like doing April Fool's jokes on people when you were, well, young man or now? Not really. I mean, I, you know, I don't dislike it. I just, I just don't really stop and think about doing it ahead of time. Ah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've never had anybody get me with a really good prank either. So I like both. I like doing them or I used to, let me rephrase that. Well, I'll get to that in a second. I don't do them anymore for a reason that I'll talk about in a second. (laughs) Used to love to do them, but I also used to like being on guard so people could not do them to me. It kind of takes fun out of it, doesn't it? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Now, I don't consider a jump scare to be an April Fool. Like, if you jump out and somebody go, booga, 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 and it scares the shit out of them, it's not an April Fool. Yeah, that's that's not really a prank. That's kind of just being a dick. Yeah, it's a dickish jump scare. (laughs) Although I used to like doing that to people too. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Why do you think I said that? (laughs) Wait, wait. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll give you my favorite historical one. Yeah. (laughs) My my favorite historical one here in a minute. But so my, my favorite one that I did as a kid. And I don't mm-hmm. do, I'll just, I'll say I don't do them anymore because after a while you get bored doing the same thing. So you have to ramp it up. Yeah. But then after a while it ramps up to something that it can be really unfortunate for everybody involved. And you just, yeah, you just it, can, it can go too far. Yeah. Yeah. You want it to be fun, not mean. Yeah. Or, well, even if well, it's depends a little on mean, who you're doing it too. Right? <laughs> even if it's a little but, mean, but then you don't why wait for April 1st? <laughs> Because everybody expects it on April 1st. Yeah. You want to be like the Spanish Inquisition. 
But no, you don't want people getting hurt. Well, no. not for a prank. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, my favorite one, when I was a kid, I took some Halloween leftover blood uh-huh. and put it, put it all over my hand. Uh-huh. Was, I, I don't know. I must have been eight or nine, seven, somewhere in there. And of course, yeah. I get ideas from my brothers. That's what having older siblings is for. <laughs> so I, I talk about how they're not always the nicest of people, but you get good ideas from those types of people. <laughs> Yeah. Smear the fake blood all over my hand. And then I pick up the bed. You know, my parents are just a room over. So I pick up the bed as far as I can at that age and kind of let it fall. So there's a loud crash. And then I run Mm -hmm. in the other room, room, hold my hand, going, the bed fell on my hand, the bed fell on my hand. (laughs) And this is one of the reasons why I toned it down because oh my God, they shit their pants (laughs) figuratively, but they they freaked out, they eyes got big, they Actually, we're about to rush me to the hospital. I have to go, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's vampire blood. <laughs> I, I, was, I was grounded to my room for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> You've never told me that story, but that's excellent. <laughs> well, you know, I can't remember all the stories I've got. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. I like that one. <laughs> well, here you go. Here's a drink. Most of my stories are context dependent. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was about to take a drink when you said that. So oh, that's not bad. Mixed with gin. Hmm. Cool. My, my favorite historical one, I think, may be one that I would actually do to this day. They did a lot in Scotland and Ireland anyway. Where, by the way, you had to stop doing the pranks around noon in a lot of these countries. And if you pulled pranks afternoon because nobody wanted to put up with your shit all day long. But if you did right. it afternoon, you were the fool. <laughs> But my favorite one is you're asked to take a letter someplace to like a neighbor a mile down the road. And when you get there, the neighbor opens it mm-hmm. up because you're asking for help. He's like, well, I can help, but I'm going to need more help than that. You're going to have to take this letter to the next neighbor because when they open it, the neighbor says, make this fool keep going. So you just have to, each neighbor <laughs> will send you another, another mile away or half, you know, however far they need to go until you get sick of their shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That, that one's actually kind of humorous to me. I like that one. There's a classic one though that the BBC pulled. I was I thought that was the one you were going to mention. Oh, the, I, yeah, I actually have two good ones from the BBC. That's just a historical one. Like oh, okay, for hun- from hundreds of years ago. Yeah, two from the BBC that I, I that we talked about talking about. Yeah. I think when we talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, first drink that. Well, second drink now because I finished the first one. Uh huh. So, I'm just. It seems to be an excitable day for me. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) So I I had two BBC ones I was going to talk about. I know you know at least one. Did you want to talk about one first? No, no, go ahead. I'll just chime in. Yeah, I I know one. I'm not sure what the other one is. All right. So the best one I found out about, uh, well, hell, it's been now, what is it, 15 years ago, I think I found out about it because it hit its 100th or 50th anniversary. Because it's from 1957, okay. so you know, quite a while ago, yeah. it would have hit its, its 50th. Yeah. The BBC did a report, keeping in mind that back in the day, in the, the 1950s, pasta was not an everyday food. You know, Americans, even in the 50s, we had, at least where we grew up, we had Italian diners because we grew up in an area that had a big Italian immigrant population. Yeah. Population. Thanks, population. Yeah. I was going to say immigration influx, and I couldn't think of the easier word. <laughs> 
Crap. Well, you would have been right, but <laughs> population much better. easier way to say that, <laughs> and a little more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it wasn't very popular, so people knew what pasta was, but they didn't know much about it. And BBC does this wonderful on the TV little two and a half, three and a half minute episode on the pasta growers of, and I, I want to make sure I get the town name right, Ticino. It's uh, southern Switzerland, which is like just north of Italy, which is why I always talk about the BBC yeah. Italian thing, but it's, it's actually Switzerland. But they actually film people pulling strands of spaghetti off of trees and talking about the spaghetti harvest for this year. And because of a mild winter and the disappearance <laughs> of the spaghetti weevil, they're having a really good harvest. <laughs> and, and towards the end, they're like, in the, you know, in the in Italy, they have these big plantations but here in switzerland it's more of a family <laughs> and it's just and at the end of the day the family sits down for the dinner which almost always consists of spaghetti that they had picked earlier in the day and allowed to dry in the sun <laughs> I, i'm actually surprised you didn't find out about that sooner because i remember seeing that when i was a kid oh really <laughs> neat like in the early 80s, I saw it. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was on. I saw it. I, I want to say it was something like CBS Evening News or 60 Minutes or something like that, where they, they talked, they were talking about the BBC and, and they talked about them pulling this prank. And I just, I thought it was hilarious. Oh, I love, yeah, I didn't hear. I, it must have only been because of the 50th anniversary. Yeah, well, I mean, 15 years ago now, but that's still. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. That was, yeah. <laughs> called, called the biggest hoax that any reputable news establishment has ever pulled. <laughs> so what's the other, uh, what's the other one that you had from the BBC? The other one is a bit newer, but it too is from the BBC. But rather than being, you know, from 57, it's from 2008, I believe. Yeah, 2008. Okay. And it is a BBC film trailer that shows flying penguins. <laughs> And it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's Terry Jones from Monty Python narrating it before he oh, passed away. Nice. Yeah. And, and he was actually filmed on King George Island, which is just a little bit north of Antarctica, mm -hmm. all dressed up and everything. And, and they're talking about, they're, they're doing this little thing on, well, the, the sad thing is, which may be hurt, was they're doing something on evolution. Okay. But then they added this extra little thing to try to promote their BBC player app that was just coming out yeah and then then it shows you know jones comes up he's like we've been watching the penguins and filming them for days without a hint of what was to come but the weather took a turn for the worse it was quite amazing rather than getting together in a huddle to protect themselves from the cold they did something quite unexpected that no other penguins can do <laughs> and then it shows they use animation techniques and and cgi to to show these chubby little penguins start to flap and then take off oh that's funny and it shows other penguins of another breed stirring up in jealousy <laughs> that's funny and and they fly thousands of miles to south america and it shows toucans looking at penguins who are landing on tree limbs oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good it's only a minute and a half too so if you just search bbc terry jones flying penguins a minute and a half it's hilarious that's funny <laughs> uh well I, yeah i'll look for that one and for viewers because you've seen it the spaghetti one's only three and a half minutes i think yeah it's not very long oh uh, see those are just classics those are hilarious 
and mm-hmm. funny and nobody gets hurt. Yeah. I, you know, um, I, I just, while we were talking about this, I just remembered uh, Metal Archives, metalarchives.com, the, you know, encyclopedia. Um, something like that. Um, I think they do something on their website every year. Didn't they change them to all cats a year or two ago? Yeah. Yeah. Every link. So it's so like it, whatever band it was you clicked on, all the images on the that band's page were cats. <laughs> <laughs> all the text was the same, but all the images were cats. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh. is, it, is it metalarchives.com or .org? I don't remember. Com. Uh, Metal-archives.com. Uh, okay. Cyclopedia Metalum. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go check that out today because you should be listening to this on April Fool's. <laughs> That's when it's coming out. And if you're not, slackers, check it out next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what I had. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's. Um, I guess that's all I got. And we hope you enjoyed our back masking. Cheers <laughs> 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 to our dark lord, sweet Satan. What about sour Satan? He rules the eighth level of hell. <laughs> it's, where the, it's where all the gummy bears go when they die. <laughs> the sour gummies? Yep. <laughs> I like sour gummies. Oh, I do too. Hopefully you all enjoyed this. I did. Did you? Yeah, I enjoyed it. And that's really in the end, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, honestly, we're just doing this for our own enjoyment. <laughs> If if you like it too, that's a bonus. <laughs> it is. It's a good bonus. We we hope a lot of you like it, but yeah, you should rate us, review us, and like us all across all the social media platforms. Yeah, yeah, do that. Until next time, Orm Shammy. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm Jody. <laughs> Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. All hail the Dark Lord, Lucifer Morning Star, <laughs> Star of the East, Son of Knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you said. <laughs> Send us money. <laughs> we need beer money. So we can keep doing, well, no, we keep doing these anyway, but yeah. <laughs> Send us beer money. <laughs> Satan wants you to give us alcohol. Yeah. Mm, fire, water. No. <laughs> <laughs> Real brimstone and fire water. <laughs> Natural oils of the night. It's an animal in my garden. <laughs> Mr. Obvious. Oh, did, did you You're want to talk boy. It's a Zevon song. Zevon song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be a werewolf in London, but sure. <laughs> so yeah, the, the space aliens or the lizard people, one of them's taking her spot. Oh, yeah, lizard people. It's the lizard people. Yeah. That's okay, because birds ain't real either. (laughs) (laughs) But Bat Boy is.